Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Daily Retail Investor Podcast. My name is Mason Dupree, and today I wanted to make the episode about just starting investing or getting started in investing because I have a lot of people that you know text me when I post on Snapchat about Tesla or Instagram about the podcast that that express interest in investing but don't really quite know how to start and kind of think it's complicated or or that it's hard and you have to spend a lot of time trying to pick what you want to buy. Um, and that's not the case. So we're going to get into all that today in today's episode. And um, yeah, so let's get right into it. So really quickly, before I get too far into the episode, I did want to mention I got a new mic. So I'm hoping that the audio quality is slightly better. Maybe it got rid of some of that background echo room and room noise. Um, beforehand, I was recording on my phone in my closet. Uh, funny enough, because my closet had my clothes and that would kind of dampen the echo. But hopefully this mic kind of removes that. And if you're listening on headphones or, or in headphones and in the car, um, it'll hopefully get rid of some of that that background noise. So yeah. So moving on. So the main motivation I have uh, um, you know, behind learning personal finance is that I want to learn how to make my money make more money for me because I want to stop making the time for, for money trade, um, which is the worst trade you can possibly make. You don't get any more time. So in order to be more efficient in making money, you need to figure out how to make the money you already have multiply um, and to a certain extent at least. So today we're going to kind of talk about how you move from being a consumer in the economy to an owner and you do that by investing. So for today's episode, we're going to stick to the realm of just stock investing. There's a lot of different types of investing. There's real estate investing. Uh, you can invest in cars um, and flip them, you know, uh, vintage cars. Or, you know, there's even, you can buy watches, $100,000 watches, and they can appreciate 8% a year and you're making a return on that, that purchase. That's why people buy ridiculous things like that. You can even invest in social media accounts and stuff like that. So, you know, there's a lot of different ways to invest money in general, but today we're going to be talking about the most common way to do that. And that's through stock investing uh, and investing in the market. So a lot of people don't really have a, a full understanding of what a stock is. So just real quickly, I'm going to kind of go over that. Um, basically, a company puts out, you know, usually a couple million shares um, for the market to then purchase to own a fraction of the company. They're just fractions of the company that you can buy. Um, now, what makes a stock valuable is kind of a supply and demand relationship. So if there's a lot available and no one wants them, that would make them, you know, the supply is high and the demand is low. So the value of the stock is going to be lower. Now, if the stock is, if the, the value or the amount of stock is limited and the demand is high, then the value of the stock is going to increase. So as a, as a company becomes more successful, people are going to want to buy that stock which then raises the stock price. And basically what we're trying to do here is to pick stocks that we think will appreciate in value so that the money we invest can then grow. So of course, then the next step is to pick a broker. Now I recommend Robinhood. That's what I use. It's the simplest to use. You can download it on your phone and start investing as soon as you want. Um, you also get a free stock when you sign up. And then if you use someone else's referral code, I have a referral code, um, then you get an extra free stock. So that's two free stocks when you sign up. And I'll get a free stock as well. Um, and they can be valued, I think, up to 500 or something like that dollars. My friend got an Apple stock pre-split, which was like 400 and some dollars at the time. So he got pretty lucky. Most people are not going to be that lucky. But, you know, there's a chance that you could win that much money um, just by opening, you know, a Robinhood account. And then from there, you're actually able to buy stock. Now, you don't actually have to stick with Robinhood. There's all kinds of Fidelity, TD Ameritrade and all that that also give a lot better, um, a, lot, a lot more data when it comes to uh, the stock. Robinhood's very simplistic. Um, and they very they have very simple charts and things like that, um, but it works if you're doing a long term investing and you're not trying to day trade or anything like that. And I wouldn't recommend anyone in the beginning even day trade anyway. 
Robinhood also offers uh, fractional investing, so if or fractional shares. So if you don't have enough money to buy, let's say, an Amazon stock at three thousand dollars, but you do have two hundred and you want to buy some of Amazon, you can put as little as a dollar or up to two hundred dollars or whatever it is you want to put into to Amazon and buy a fraction of that share instead and take advantage of the growth that you think you know Amazon might have. So. You know, it's important to pick which brokerage you want based on what you're kind of looking for. Like I said, it's it's Robinhood's going to meet a lot of people's needs. It is a little buggy at times, but it's it's the best. And for retail investors uh, like this podcast, it's perfect because it's a great beginning platform. If you're not really looking for any of that complex, um, any of that complex data or anything like that, and uh, it's easy to sign up. All you got to do is out, you know, download it off the App Store. So once you actually are ready to start investing, um, it's time to pick a stock now. When it comes to just easy, lazy investing, I would just go with buying the S&P 500. Um, there's a lot of different versions of that. Um, the S&P 500 is basically just a list of the top 500 companies in the US. And uh, you know things that you remember like Amazon, Netflix, Microsoft, uh, Facebook are all in there. There's a couple of other ones you probably wouldn't recognize. Um, but when you buy the S&P 500, basically you get a sliver of all 500 of those companies. So it helps you diversify so that you know if you were to buy one single company and have a bad year and you lose a ton of money versus um, buying the S&P 500, 20 of those companies having a bad year and you're not as affected because the other you know, companies in that 500 list are doing better. So it's important to diversify and it's also super easy. All you have to do is find an index. If you go on Robinhood and you just look up S&P 500, you're going to come up with a ton of little indexes. Um, the popular, the most popular one being the Vanguard S&P 500, which is VOO on um, Robinhood. And I think it's like almost a $100, $200 stock. I'm not really sure. But you know, like I said, you can fraction invest. So if you don't have a ton of money to put in and you're just putting a little bit in, you can go ahead and put whatever you can into that. And that will, on average, return an 8% return. So you know, you're going to make money. It's very low risk. It's not gambling at all. Um, it's just putting your money to let it grow with the market. And and if you're just going to put money away and let it grow and, and you know, kind of avoid inflation at 3%, go ahead and throw it into the S&P because it's going to protect your money from inflation and it's super easy and it doesn't take a whole lot of effort to, you know, kind of pick what you're doing. Like I said earlier, there is a ton of S&P 500 indexes. There's a lot of different types. Um, there are ones that trade in the kind of opposite direction of the S&P. So if you think that the market is going to tank, like for example, you see that something like COVID pops up again, and you think that the market's going to react negatively to that and that the market's going to drop, there are S&P 500 indexes that basically go up when the market drops. They're, uh, I guess, reversal. Uh, I can't remember what their, their actual name is, but they do the opposite of what the stock market does. So if the stock market drops, they're going to go up. If the stock market goes up, they're going to drop. So I don't buy that personally because I'm a long-term investor and long-term buying a, or shorting the market is the wrong move because the, the market grows on average, like I said, 8%. But um, there's a ton of them out there, like I'm saying. And so the, like there, I, I used to buy SPHD, um, which was the S&P 500 high dividend, low volatility. And that was kind of more specific towards me because I like to invest for dividends. And dividends are basically... Uh, a percentage of the stock price paid to you for just holding the stock. So if I own a share, let's say of, um, I own a hundred dollar share of a company and their dividend is 1% every year, they're going to pay me a dollar just for holding that $100 share. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but there's a lot that pay better dividends. So for me, I own Starwood, which I think is sitting around $15. And before COVID, it was sitting at about $25, $26. And I really like the stock because it has an amazing dividend 
of 12 point something percent. And a normal high dividend is about 5%. So this is an astronomically high dividend. Um, so every like I'm going to make 12% back on my investment every year as long as they keep that dividend. Dividends um, are not required to be paid out and they can just be canceled at any time. So that's why there's some risk in that. But as if they, as long as they keep the dividend, which they are most likely going to, um, they're a real estate company and that's really solid. So they, you know, they they collectively combine their money together to be able to buy real estate and then distribute those profits back. That's what Starwood is. It's a REIT. Um, then I'll get some of that dividend, and so basically they pay that out quarterly. Some pay out uh, monthly, but take one percent, divide that by four. That's the quarterly payout of the dividend. And every quarter I'll get paid a certain amount for holding X amount of Starwood shares. And then in which case I can reinvest back into Starwood and make more money on the dividend the next quarter and the next and the next and just grow it like that in an exponential fashion. It's kind of a, a snowball effect. And I'm buying the S&P, which is low risk. So I'm not you know, risking a ton of money. I'm not gambling. And I'm also making money on the dividend and getting to reinvest that and to grow my investment over time. And, and Robinhood can even reinvest those dividends for you automatically. So you don't even have to sit there and go back in the app and you know manually put in the number and buy more shares. It'll do it for you. So if you want to be a little bit more hands-on when it comes to investing and not just buy the S&P, but it, let's say you have a company in mind that you really like, like for me, uh, as an example, I I love Tesla and I know everything about them. I know their delivery numbers for this year are going to be about half a million. I know the next year they're going to be at like 1.5 million and that um, by 2030, he actually, Elon just tweeted today and said that they should be around 20 million cars produced a year. And that's an insane amount of growth, but I know you know these kinds of things. I, I've watched videos. I know how these cars are built. I know what kind of engineering um, innovations they're actually implementing into the cars to make them cheaper, to make them more affordable. Um, and I know what they're doing with autopilot and, and I'm just, I'm very invested time-wise in Tesla and everything they're doing at every moment. So I know fundamentally, and I believe in the company. So therefore I'm going to buy the stock. Um, this, this kind of investing, you know, takes a lot of upfront investment from you time-wise to learn about the companies, to understand what it is, if it is a good investment. Um, but you should never buy a stock because someone tells you to. Now you can, you know, if someone tells you, hey, you should check out the stock, check it out. Don't buy it off the bat just because someone tells you to buy it. Um, do your due diligence and understand why you're going to buy something because the next time around, let's say you lost money on that investment, you at least understand why you went in and then can kind of change, you know, your expectations or change how you approach the last stock to the new one and grow and be able to you know better predict a winning stock this time. Um, whereas last time you didn't know why you bought that stock. So you don't exactly know why you were wrong when you came to, you know, when you decided to buy that stock. So never directly buy anything just because someone tells you. Always look into it yourself. And you know, if you want to buy a company, if there's a company you believe in, let's say your parents believe in them like GE or something like that, just go ahead and buy it. Like as long as you are aware of why you are buying something, that's the only reason you should ever invest your money into a, a single company. Now, one thing I do suggest to everyone, and I know not everyone's going to actually do this, um, but I would suggest to everyone to just open a Roth IRA. Now, a Roth IRA is a retirement account with the major benefit of it being that the money that's in that account that grows over time is tax-free as long as you withdraw it after 59 and a half, you reach the age of 59 and a half. So the, the big reason I say this is that that tax savings is huge. Um, you're going to save a ton of money in taxes if you use the, the Roth IRA. And second, we don't really know if 
um, social security is going to be there when we get to that age. And if it's not, and you haven't, you know, you don't have a, let's say you don't have a 401k, you don't have a Roth IRA and you haven't made any other investments like real estate or anything like that to kind of supplement your income in retirement, you're straight up not going to retire. You're going to have to keep working. So it's always best to have that backup. And the Roth IRA is so powerful with that tax savings that it's, it's a huge advantage. Um, and it has a maximum contribution of $6,000 a year. So that kind of keeps rich people from abusing it and avoiding taxes. But for us, it's great because to maximize the potential of a Roth IRA, it only means you have to invest about $500 a month. Now, I know that might sound like a lot to some people right now. Um, but when you get a steady job, $6,000 a year isn't an insane amount of money um, to be able to have a ton of money when you retire. And like we talked about earlier with the S&P, this is an account that will most likely be managed for you. There are types where you can manage your investments um, within your Roth IRA. But for me, like I have mine set up through Betterment. And Betterment, um, they charge like a 0.25% annual fee or whatever um, to manage my account. But for me, I don't have to do anything. I literally just put in the money um, and you can set reoccurring um, deposits into your account from your savings or checkings accounts or whatever. Um, but it'll basically um, kind of tailor your risk for how like how old you are. So initially when you start investing in your Roth, it's going to be like 90% stocks, 10% bonds. Um, and that's so that it'll take a little bit more risk when you're younger. And then as the account matures, it's going to lower that that stock to, to bond ratio so that let's say you get really close to withdrawing your money and all of a sudden an economic downturn happens. You're not going to lose all that money you gained, you know, over that 59 years or whatever it is, 40 some years that you had the money in the account. So I hope that kind of helped you guys kind of get a general understanding of what you should do when you start investing. Just get in, start a brokerage account. You know, if you don't want to spend a whole lot of time and effort, you know, picking a stock, just buy the S&P 500. Just look up S&P 500 on Robinhood and you'll find a ton of uh, S&P 500 indexes. I recommend VOO. Um, just buy fractions of that if you can't buy whole shares. And um, uh, if you can, open a Roth IRA and just start putting a little bit of money to that and, you know, eventually get to the point where you're maximizing it. And uh, do that as early as you can because you'll, you'll take more advantage of that market growth. And, um, when it comes to investing and you're picking your own stocks, don't always do it. Don't always buy a stock just because someone recommends it. Always look into it yourself, understand why you're buying it so that you can learn, you know, what is good and what's bad about a stock. Um, and I also thought it'd be kind of fun if you guys, you know, start investing and you, you're thinking about a stock, hit me up and talk to me and give me like your thesis as to why you think it's a good buy. And then we'll talk about it because I think it could be kind of fun and a good learning experience to kind of discuss different stocks because there's a lot of people who are interested in a lot of different things and they always come up with these new ideas. You know, um, my dad, he picked uh, Anheuser-Busch because they make Corona and around the coronavirus, everything was dropping, but Corona had also taken a hit and it drew him to that, you know, that stock and he ended up buying it. And on that COVID recovery, he was making money. So there's a lot of different ways to come out of, you know, and approach the market and what's going on. And there's a lot of different opportunities that always, you know, present themselves. And I, I find it so interesting to talk, um, you know, during the riots or whatever, a lot of people bought glass company stocks because people were shattering glass and new businesses had to buy glass and, and they were actually making a slight profit off of that. So it's really cool to just have conversations about these stocks. And I love talking about it. That's why I started this podcast. So if you have questions or, or are talking, you know, thinking about buying a stock and just want a second opinion, go ahead and shoot it my way and we'll talk about it. I'm, that'd be super, super cool. So that's it for today's episode. Uh, really appreciate you guys listening. The feedback has been great. I really appreciate everyone who's texted me and let me know what they thought about the podcast. Um, I haven't too, had too many uh, negative or critiques or anything like that, but if you have one, go ahead and send it my way too. 
um, because that'll help me make this a little bit better. Also, I did open a Twitter account for the uh, Daily Retail Investor. I could not get Daily Retail Investor to fit in the Twitter handle, so I just did Mason underscore Dupree, D-R-E, at the end of Mason underscore Dupree as just a placeholder, and I'll get a better one soon. And then there's the Daily Retail Investor on Instagram, as well as my personal Mason.Tim. You can message me on any of those, and I'll respond. Um, But yeah, I really appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate the support, and I hope you guys have a great day. Have a good one. See you next time.